In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. On this, the first week of the month of uh, of Kiach, of our kind of our proper Advent season, I wanted to share with you a meditation on this gospel related to Zechariah. Zechariah is a wonderful example of so many of the good qualities, but yet also of the bad qualities that one can have when it comes to our approach to God. The good qualities, he was very righteous. And, uh, and as a righteous, holy individual, following the law of God, offering to God sacrifices, he was, he was a, a good, very good in that, in that regard. But he was very, um, you can say, average or maybe below average when it comes to receiving the message of the good news. There's something that happens to us over time as we get older, and we have to be very aware of this, is that we are less and less affected by the joy of the gospel. The joy of the gospel, the joy of salvation dissipates, it goes away. It becomes less and less in our, in our lives, and it's less and less uh, something that drives us. Uh, one, one person wrote that the problem today is people are neither scared of hell nor joyed, overjoyed with the kingdom of heaven. We're neither scared of the punishment of eternal damnation nor are we excited about going to the kingdom of heaven. And so we have this mediocre Christianity or this mediocre relationship with God. Here you have Zechariah. The angel appears to him and says, your prayers have been answered. That should have been a hint. This is good news. I've been praying for something. And the good news is of a child. Of course, yes, it's coming late in life. But who isn't happy to have a child? Who isn't happy with the prospect uh, of, of a child? And so he hears this good news. But it's like, what, what are you talking about? How is this even going to happen? You know, my wife's old. I'm old. I mean, he was, he should have known, he should have known the story at least of Abraham and Sarah or of Hannah and, and, and his, her son Samuel. He should have known these stories that this is very typical of God, that he can do something out of nothing. And yet he was unable to sense or, or to experience that joy. Now we have built into our prayers a wonderful verse that I hope we can meditate on more this week. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Where is this coming from? I know it's familiar, right? Where's this verse coming from? Psalm 50, 51. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. We have to again recover and renew this joy within us. St. Paul said in, first, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, which we just read today, I am not ashamed of the gospel of God, or of the gospel of Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, is, for it is the power of salvation. It is the power of salvation. He's not saying it's about the gospel, is about the power of salvation. No, the gospel itself, the good news, which was given to us, about our salvation, it is the power of God. And that power of God for salvation, which is within us, has to be experienced all the time. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. How do we restore 
ourselves, or how, how can we approach and say to God, restore unto me the joy of your salvation? How does this work within us? What do we do? Think about any relationship you might have. If you are uh, going through a rough patch with somebody and you have to uh, build up that relationship again, what do you do? You talk to them more, you spend more time, you say, okay, I got to find some things that are going to help me connect with this person a little bit more. I have to work to restore my relationship with this person. So the same has to be true with God. And what, the, the, what happened to Zechariah at the end was not a punishment. As much as it was for his help and his salvation, so that he could again return to re- and, and have that joy restored within him. Now it says in the Gospel that he was mute. But the Greek means that he was mute and deaf. Mute and deaf. That's why, you know, they, they had to, at the end of the, you know, the story, they had to write on a tablet, what, what if you want, they couldn't just say to him, what's his name, because he couldn't hear them. So he was mute and deaf for this period of nine months. Being mute and deaf means what? Me, slow to speak and I'm, I'm not even, I can't even hear or allow what's outside of me to come in. I just have my thoughts and my mind, maybe my readings and my book, but I'm, I'm, I'm forced inside. What we have in our society forces us outside of ourself. That we are not even, I know it sounds crazy, but we are not with us. We're not, we're not all together inside. We're all outside. We're thinking about our mind is going a, a million miles a minute. We're thinking about uh, what am I going to do after work, after, after church, what am I going to eat, what are we going to go, I have this thing, I have to go do shopping, I have, then Monday I have this, uh, you know, this deadline, and Tuesday, and the kids, and, what, like, and, then, and then to, add, to make matters worse, we open up our phones. And it's not that we have enough things to think about, we want other things to worry about. Oh, COVID is going up. Uh, this thing is happening over in the Middle East, and we, we increase our sort of our anxiety, and we live outside of ourselves, and of course we wonder, why, why don't we have any joy? Because we're not focusing on that which gives joy. We're not f- focusing on that which, which is the source of our joy. St. Augustine had a wonderful quote in his Confessions, and if you've never read that book, you should read that book. That book uh, we'll get it in the bookstore soon. But the confessions of Augustine are his, med- his kind of his psychoanalysis of himself, and it's, uh, it's the first time anyone's ever done this, but it, his, he, he kind of psychologically analyzes himself and, uh, and his spiritual return to God. And he says, um, Late have I loved you. Late have I loved you, beauty so old and so new, late have I loved you. And see, you were within, you were within me, but I was outside of myself and I was outside external. And I sought for you outside of myself. And in my unlovely state, I plunged into those lovely created things which you made. You were with me, and I was not with you. The lovely things kept me far from you, though if they did not have their existence in you, 
they would have had no existence at all. You called and cried out loud and shattered my deafness. You were radiant and resplendent. You put to flight my blindness. You were fragrant and I drew in my breath. And now I pant after you. I tasted you and feel but hunger and thirst for you now. You touched me and I am set on fire to attain the peace which is yours. He also said in this beautiful writing of his, you created me for yourself and my heart is restless until it finds rest in you. The reason we don't have joy is because we're looking in all the wrong places. And the reason why the gospel is not a source of joy for us is because we're not spending time with it. We're not remembering. And we as Christians, the, the primary the primary uh, role for us is to remember. We have to remember what God has done for us and remember His promises of what He will do for us. And that's why we come to church on Sunday. And that's why this period of Advent is so beautiful. Because we are preparing ourselves for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, yes, this is a wonderful, fun, it's the most whatever wonderful time of the year right so it is but it's also we have to be careful woe to the person it's as Isaiah says woe to the person who's waiting or crying or asking for the day of the Lord because the day of the Lord is also a judgment will we receive him as we ought to receive him will we receive him in the proper way are we preparing ourselves are we fasting are we praying are we, are we preparing ourselves like we're preparing the Christmas tree and the lights and the poinsettias and everything? Are we doing all of that but spiritually? Right? We have to do this. Now, the church offers you so much. The church offers you the fasting. The church offers you the midnight praises. The church offers you Bible studies. The church is, is still trying to feed you as much as possible, but you have to kind of pick up on your end as well. Yes, it's limited capacity, but now we're in this survival mode. So we need to, as much as possible, you have to do your work on your end. We do our work on our end as, best, as, as much as possible, but everybody has to be aware of this. Ask yourself, where is the joy of the gospel? Remember, pray, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Third, let's, let's become deaf for a period of time. I, I would love it if I was deaf in my house, right? Let, but let's have that deafness to the world, uh, deafness to all that stuff. Let's not run after other anxieties. Let's deal with what we have. But most importantly, let's remember the, this quote from St. Augustine. You can actually find it yourself and meditate. Just type in, late have I loved you. Late have I loved you. And we say, no, it's, it's late, but there's still time. There's still opportunity to, to deepen our love for Christ and to let that joy begin again within us so that we can be people of joy and we can spread this joy to others. And, and if, you, if you do look out in this world and see anything, you will see a lack of joy, a lack of peace. And that's what we, that's our responsibility that's our job as Christians to give to the world. To God be the glory, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever in teach of all ages. Amen.